He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. I'm proud to welcome corn guitarist Brian Head Welch, courtesy of Time Out Bar and Arcade, downtown Ames, the next level of arcade. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's up, Handy Andy? <laughs> hey, man, no complaints. How about you? Um, actually, I'm on the freeway, zero visibility, and my drummer, Ray Luzier, is driving us to the next corn concert in five hours in the ugly weather. Wait a minute. Where are you right now? I'm in Tennessee. And what kind of weather are you doing? Is it like ice, snow? What do you got there? Just rain and just ugly fog and all kinds of crap. Ooh. But I don't trust him because he's like... He eats a lot, a lot. He's kind of a little overweight, and uh, <laughs> and so you can't really like. He's always reaching down for something to eat, and so <laughs> like sketching me out. <laughs> I don't feel safe. But would it be worse if you were driving? That's the question. Maybe. <laughs> but when you're when you're driving. You feel more in control, you know? That's true. Although I will say, I, I feel myself losing control when I'm the driver of the at least the radio dial or what we're listening to. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, true. <laughs> we're excited to have Corn back in Iowa this Saturday night at the U.S. Cellular Center in Cedar Rapids alongside Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK. Speaking of Breaking Benjamin, I just talked to Ben recently, and he's a guy that grew up a fan of your band. So I asked him what it was like to share a stage with Corn. He talked about what a massive influence you had on him and his band. And I understand you had a somewhat similar experience with Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains last year while you toured with them. Is that true? Totally. You know, that guy, that band was so influential. When You know what's crazy? Because the guys from the other guys in Corn, um, Monkey, Fieldy, uh, and David, those guys were in a funk band. And, uh, and so I was their roadie. And I couldn't, I didn't have the skills and I didn't have the desire to play funk, any type of funk. And so I was just a roadie. I was like the guitar tech in for James or whatever, carrying equipment, and just drinking beer with them. And um, it was Alice in Chains that kind of brought them back to the heavier sound, bands like that, you know. And and so once they once they got into the Alice in Chains, the grunge vibe or whatever, that's when I rejoined them because I used to jam with them when I was a kid. And so Alice in Chains, I credit for in my guys to the back to the heavy sound where I can join. And then Jerry came in, yeah, last tour, and he gave me and Monkey his uh, signature wah pedal. So that was like a fangirl moment. Oh, wow, that's cool. Have you had a lot of those over the course of your career where you meet these guys you consider heroes or in the, hold in high regard, and what's that like? Oh, all the time, yeah. It continues to happen. Like just a, a year or two ago, uh, Sammy Hagar, we played with Alice Cooper at his, christmas pudding special fundraiser or whatever and sammy hagar was there and i was like dude you were my first very first show and it's your fault i'm in this business you know? <laughs> it was uh he played he played in bakersfield california with quarter flash heart in my heart remember that song you got know. it no you're but, kidding me yeah and so that was he goes i remember that show because we didn't play bakersfield a whole lot and I totally remember that show. And I said, that was it. Quarter Flash was the gal that played the saxophone, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's a trip. You have to be my age. <laughs> wow. How about that, man? That's cool. So, and then, like, Metallica guys, you know, like, touring with them and being able to ride on their jet and 
it was just surreal. You know, when you get moments like that, it's just... It's cool, isn't it, to hear that these guys that are, you know, Breaking Benjamin, obviously, has been around for like 20 years now, but, you know, guys that listen to Corn coming up are now making a name for themselves, and, and name-checking Corn is like a massive influence. What's that like, hearing things like that? It's really cool because, you know, I left Corn for eight years, and I really got into Breaking Benjamin then because I, I remember Diary of Jane when it came out, and, and uh, you know, it was a killer song, just very well written and uh it always songs have like a dark vibe and and so I, I really liked it but i was like i was strung out on drugs when we toured with them never met them never really got the music and then dear agony came out when i was outside the band around 07 and it just like i became a massive fan of them then like it was a late bloomer type of thing and so when we toured with them i because after partying so long i I just kind of forgot the rest of my life. It's kind of a blur, you know? Mm. And so I just forget that he's such a big fan, and, and then I'm such a big fan of his and, and you know, his whole band. And then uh, just hearing him, you know, he came on tour with us in 2014, I think it was, and got a corn tattoo on his wrist. And just, it's just really cool. You know, it's humbling that we got to influence so many people and, and really that it's still going, like 26 years. It's just a trip. Yeah, over 25 for Corn now, which is just incredible. I, I'll never forget being handed a copy of your first album on cassette in high school. Yeah. You know, which I promptly popped into my shitty little 87 Grand Ams tape player and ingested for the first time. It's literally all I listened to for months on end. It's crazy. Like, no way. Yeah. So I see how music is consumed now as opposed to then, and I feel almost bad for kids now that I think might be missing out on a moment like I had hearing that first Corn album and what an impact it had on me at the time. Oh, right on. I appreciate that. Yeah, kids are so, it's such fast momentum with things coming in and out. It's like fast food. And, uh, you know, they get excited over song and then play it over and over, and they got instant grat. You know, we, we used to have to wait for the radio or... You know, MTV, you would have to wait till you got home from after school or whatever, and these kids can just blare their favorite song and probably get sick of it really fast, too. You know, way faster than we would, because, you know, our, our music would have longevity more. Yeah, that's a good point. And we had to work hard for our information. I was thinking about this, too, a couple years later, still well before this easy and instant access to information at our fingertips. It took some serious digging, I'll tell you, to find out who the voice was on Lowrider. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't go to Wiki, right? No. So, dude, that was the fun of it, though. It's like scavenger hunting, right? And you and 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 talking to people and figuring it out. Now it's just that's why so many kids are depressed and everything. It's just like everything is there, and then they're like, now what? Yeah, you know, they get bored, they get empty, they get so not to get too deep, but I mean, I miss our old way of life. But there's some things I love. Like just the the movies, the the reading, and everything you can do on a phone, and just you know everything. I love that. It's just the music part of it. I hate. Since your return, had Corn have put out three albums, including your latest, The Nothing, which came out back in September. And from everything I've read, everything I've heard, this was a pretty difficult album to make, particularly for Jonathan, considering his circumstances and all he was going through during the process of writing those songs and recording them. I figure the family-like element of this band, he was probably leaning pretty hard emotionally on his bandmates, yourself included, during this time. Totally. We, we, we all got closer, and... Uh... You know, I went and visited him, and so did the guys, uh, just, you know, to be with him at his house, and, you know, just to just to be there, just to be around, you know? And so, we didn't know what to do, because we, 
we were in the middle of writing, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off type of thing. And then that happened and it was just like, we don't know when to get back to work, you know? It's like, it was, it was heavy for all of us because we were all connected, you know, good or bad for years and years, you know, with uh, him, his, his wife and his family and everything. So it was just a trip, man. It was, but it did bring us closer and it kind of sparked like a, a better appreciation for, for life. I don't know. Things, tragedy seems to make you think, you know, and then working for the band too. It's like, I feel like he dug into his pain and uh, healing with writing this record a lot, a lot more like he used to do in the past, you know? And so pain produces a lot of cool things. If you let it, if you don't let it take you down and make you bitter, you know, considering all you've been through personally in regards to battling addiction and other demons, talk about how your survival changed, how you approach life from the minute you wake up to the end of the day. Oh man. It's just, that's a good question though. The survival. Cause yeah, I made it through and, uh, it's really cool to wake up and not be hung over, you know, unless I go to a steak restaurant and have a uh, steak and carrot cake like last night. Mm. So a little hangover this morning, but you know, it's just hangovers are so bad. I, I started, I went 10 years without drinking. Then I started drinking a little bit and just to see if I was an alcoholic and yep, still am. Mm. So I would have the worst hangovers and just feel like so depressed and, and dark and gloomy. And so, uh, just to get up and feel positive and to uh, just know that everything's like a gift, you know? Everything in life is a gift. To have that mindset and the positivity around that is just a night and day different from the former life. And, you know, not everything's perfect. I'm not saying everything's perfect, but uh, it's a lot better tell you that yeah brian i've thoroughly enjoyed this i look forward to the show on saturday in cedar rapids loud crazy love was every bit as good as with my eyes wide open by the way oh thanks man you checked it out of course i did i'm a fan always have been you got kids i got three kids nine six and four two boys and a girl oh wow so you get it dude you get it huh of course i get it do anything for your kids oh dude anything and to see somebody in your position somebody who's been through everything that you have and come out positive on the other side is an inspiration to the rest of us i appreciate that man. absolutely dude you got a lot of things going on a new esp signature model guitar that was just unveiled there's a solo album i know somewhere down the line that you're excited about a lot of irons in the fire totally it's just you know it's just we're all busy and it's just it's fun to keep going and have these different projects and you know there there a lot of them are passion projects cause they don't make a lot of money if any and uh but it's just like a creative outlet and you know it's gonna do something good like the movie you know well i don't even know if that'll ever recoup you know but that's uh it's helping a lot of people and uh yeah just uh the side projects are fun fun things to do so we'll see we'll see what happens keep plugging away you know absolutely hey one final item before i let you go and again i can't thank you enough for the time today it's been a lot of fun talking to you yeah you too friday is valentine's day and my wife is one of the biggest Sir Headley fans there is, I promise you. No way. Dude, she is a diehard Brian Head Welch fan. She's never met you, but she hopes one day to. Bring her to the show. I will. I, like most married men, have been racking my brain trying to find the perfect gift for this woman in my life. Her name is Melissa, and if it wouldn't be too much trouble, could you do me the favor of just offering a quick Valentine's Day greeting for her? Of course. Is her, uh, you say Melissa? Melissa's her name, yeah. Hey, 
Melissa. This is Brian Welch from Corn, and I wanted to tell you happy Valentine's Day. Your husband better bring it. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Either that or she's going to ask you to be her Valentine this year. I don't know what's going to happen, but... Uh... <laughs> she already asked me. I've been talking to her on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> I'm just joking. That I would not doubt for a minute. You know, maybe I should I should have had you tell her how much I love her because she won't believe me, but she'd probably believe it from you. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could be her Valentine's because I'm Ray, our drummer Ray. I'm his wife's Valentine too. So. Oh, I, okay. So. Yeah. Well, we can't we can't mess with that that <laughs> chemistry that dynamic. So you give give <laughs> give Ray and the guys the my best, and we'll see you on Saturday night in Cedar Rapids. Okay, we'll see you then. All right, brother. See you later.